it is important to say, what would I get out of this? Is there a revenue growth which would happen? Is there a operational excellence which would save me cost, would lead to productivity gain? So, you know, that business case and having quantifiable outcomes is a key, whichever initiative you, you plan. Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Modern Business Operations. I am your co-host, Brianna Autry, and today I am joined by Gaurav Sabarwal. He is the Head of Business Operations and Technology at Pitney Bowes. How are you doing, Gaurav? Hey, hi, Brianna. Thank you for having me here. Really excited. Yeah, yeah excited to have you. So a couple updates on the modern business ops side of the house. Mm-hmm. We are coming up on a year of this podcast, and we're very grateful to be a top-ranked podcast, actually number one-ranked podcast on Spotify in business operations. And we're heading into 2023 with an awesome group of guests. I've been on the phone daily with our upcoming guests, vetting, interviewing, getting people like Gaurav ready to speak to you all about their careers and operations. And I could not be more thrilled for the year ahead. So just wanted to give you guys that update. Make sure you're listening, subscribing, etc., to keep this podcast a success. Now, today, I'm very excited about our topic. I sat down with Gaurav and he has a myriad of knowledge in his 15 plus years in the business operations space, but he really narrowed it down to this framework that he implements and it's sort of called the three R's of managing enterprise level initiatives. So today I want to dig into that framework and hopefully allow the ops professionals listening in to apply it to their roles in the future. But before we jump into all that, Gaurav, I kind of just want to ask you to share a bit about your background, how you got to your current role, etc. Thanks, Brianna. I'm really excited to be part of that journey. One year being there, really appreciate the work you are doing and thank you for the opportunity. I've been in this industry for over 20 plus years and 15 plus years in operational roles. So... You know, starting from Genpack, where I was managing the commerce practice as a system integrator, going to IBM, where I was uh, managing this people practice, partnering with C-suites, leaders in large enterprise-level transformation programs. These programs that goes beyond the digital journey, they were into setting the business structure, enhancing the culture of the company, and, you know, nurturing the talent as they go along. So... Uh, continued with that path and currently my role in Pitney Bowes, uh, I have worked on a lot of these corporate level initiatives, which are consolidating their lead to cash process, CRM, customer relationship management processes, omni-channel experience, single view of the customer. And you're looking at all the areas of the enterprise where we can lead to an operational excellence and improve the productivity of the company and having fun along the way. So I love that you kind of summarize it as improving the operational functionality of the company. I think that that definitely sums up what you're doing and the history that I've seen you accomplish. So really pleased to have you. So can you explain it to me like I'm five? What does Pitney Bowes actually do as a company? Yeah, so Pitney Bowes is a technology company in 
mailing and shipping space. They are also provide financial services to all their clients, but they are technology intelligence in shipping, mailing, financial services. That's their core business. Assume that can be an operational nightmare when it comes to shipping. It, 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 is. it is one of the essentials, which were, we were there 24 by 7, even when, when the world was down. When there was a pause, pitney boats were there. It was an essential service. So the lights never switch off. Right. It will continue to be an essential service. You know, we yeah. will always need to ship things regardless yeah. of how advanced we become. In your current role, you're sort of facing challenges of managing these enterprise-level initiatives and transformation. Can you lay out what some of those challenges are in simple terms? Yeah, sure. I think the number one challenge is questioning the current status quo. Change management on what you have been doing for the last five years is a challenge which each and every enterprise goes through. Added to it is technology is changing. The talent, the resources that have finite, the funds they have are finite. So, you know, trying to manage that change with all these factors is, in a layman's term, the biggest challenge. In my view, what has worked well for these is if they are able to manage these three hours efficiently, which is revenue or the return of investment relationship and the repeatability, they can always manage these challenges. So I imagine when things get a little stuck in the weeds or confusing, you can kind of revert back and refocus on these three R's and say, how are we actually managing these things? Absolutely. That sort of gives you that light that if I am able to manage these three R's, strategically, I I know my company is going in the right direction. My initiatives are going in the right direction. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the R's. The first is, as you mentioned, return on investment. So what does that mean? So understanding the ROI, whether it is at a small initiative level or a large initiative level, whether the change is at the enterprise level or whether even for a small task, it is important to say, what would I get out of this? Is there a revenue growth which would happen? Is there a operational excellence which would save me cost, would lead to productivity gain? So, you know, that business case and having quantifiable outcomes is a key whichever initiatives you you plan and important also is to have the success criteria defined up front if i do this initiative at a quantifiable level what would the success look like when can i say my initiative was successful having those success criteria defined up front uh, would really help and even that process is really difficult right just that one r as you're going through deciding what your measure of success is, is extremely complicated and requires a ton of stakeholders and sort of buy-in. Yeah. And that's where I think where the second R comes into play, you know, the relationships. Yeah. Let's talk about that relationship. So internal stakeholders, external stakeholders, relationships with who and why do they matter? Yeah, exactly. So as you are trying to build your really need is is a buy-in, there needs to be other people understanding what are the benefits. How is this vision helping them out? What would they gain out of it? So that buy-in would only be possible once you build that relationship, you discuss with them, you highlight what are the value adds 
what would this vision lead to? How are they in their lives? Would they make the process more simple? So things like that. The two aspects of any successful programs are one is when you build the business case, the buy-in for that. So everybody is on board and working together on it. Second is adoption of it. Your adoption, usually you'd say, yeah, it happens. Vision flows from top down or bottom up. You share that vision across. But the adoption really happens if you're the middle management work with you. Oh, yeah. So that's where your yep. your relationship, your stickiness really matter. Mm-hmm. Every call I'm on with people working in ops, it comes back to stakeholders, internal stakeholders for them to be successful. And I'm just curious, what are some of the tips, tricks, and tangible ways to build these relationships internally, especially virtually? I think it's extremely difficult to do. And it's so key to the success. Like in operations, your customer is generally internal. So it's like, how do you maintain and build that relationship with your customers who are your fellow employees? Yeah, I would say there are a few things that need to be done. One is you need to be very transparent and sincere about what you are planning to do. That transparency has to be there. Second is over communication. We keep talking about communication, but to get to that buy-in, they get to that relationship, sometimes that over-communication is required. And communication, mm-hmm. even at a time when things are not going well, is equally important when communicating things are going well. So communication plays an important role. And third aspect of it, which has worked a lot uh, for me and my experience, is getting them part of the vision right up front. Sort of co-own, co-develop. Mm-hmm. those functionalities and also mm-hmm. that really helps in the relationship if they are part of the program they will have that stickiness they will have that zeal to work with you this episode is brought to you by Tonkin Tonkin is the operating system for business operations providing businesses with the building blocks to orchestrate any process with no code or change management required Contact us at Tonkin.com to learn how you can build complex processes fast. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Adaptive Ops community at operations.community. Okay, that's really helpful. And I think helpful for anyone listening in because this is just a consistent thing that comes up. the common thread in all my conversations. And so, okay, so we've set up our return on investment business plan essentially we have our relationships in place for our internal stakeholders now we need to focus on the third r which is repeatability yeah. so we can all infer what that means but can you elaborate on why that's important whether it's building a technology whether it's building a process whether it's building a business structure or any sort of work task uh, per se is how can you have this you know fashion in which everybody understands it's sustainable mm. and repeatable. That's where a lot of times enterprise struggle, where you have a culture. I'll take an example of people-oriented culture, where they gel with each other, they will come together and make it happen. Mm-hmm. It puts a lot of pressure on the people that they are always on a reactive mode. So how do you make it in such a way that you don't have to juggle in the last minute and get everybody together? And that's where it is important. You build processes, you build the workflow, which are repeatable, 
and build it repeatable as well as simple. If you say you and go through these 20 hoops to, I'm sure people would not follow it. Make it simple, make it clear and repeatable. Everybody would follow it. Take the so, extra time to simplify things, and that takes yeah. more time. Building a process that's simple takes twice as long as building a complex process, right? And when you make it simple, the other sort of tactical outcome of it is also the agility. It's a gain all across. You know, you know, these are simple steps. Everybody follows those five steps. You have that in there. And in a way, if there these steps are simple, this will be done quickly. So you, you added the speed. Yeah. And agility as well talk is you should be able to refine the process easily too. Like you should be able to change that repeatable process quick if it needs to be changed. Exactly. Like there is a lot of emphasis on the agility on the process, but if you try to make a complex process agile, you are not really tackling the right problem area. If Hmm. you make the process simple as part of simplicity, you will get the agility. Oh. Agility is a byproduct of simplicity. Yeah. It's not the, yeah. Yeah. oh, okay. It's not the thing you build for. That's an interesting point. I don't know. You might have some disagreement on that. That's an interesting point. But yeah. you're talking about enterprise level processes, which is a little bit more complicated. So we kind of talked about these three R's. Can you sort of summarize how those relate to enterprise transformation? Sure. So what most of the enterprise struggle with is a culture. They already have a culture and one of the main drivers of this three R strategy is it drives towards a change in culture in the company. So at a tactical level, at a strategic level, it builds a why culture. Why we have done this way for years? Why are we doing it? Why doing in a different way would help? So if we get to those whys, we question the status quo and look at how we can simplify, how we can, as a byproduct, improve the speed and agility. It doesn't have to be an enterprise level. Even if an enterprise starts with a smaller uh, processes and look at those work areas, they can easily transform. So one is the culture. The second is the culture. It's, it's a cultural thing, but the communication level. Mm. You need to get to a habit of over-communicating. And third is Avoiding the silos. We always say, oh yeah, this is a marketing function. So like the marketing handle it. If to get into saying that no, marketing is everybody's job. Sales is Mm. everybody's job. So co-owning it and co-developing it, that transforms the company. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And I think that as soon as you get into those silos, that's when you're in trouble. And that's why operations is such a key role, because it really does connect all those silos at the end of the day. That is ops. That's the function of operations. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we say, okay, you know, sales needs to connect. They will have the network. They will connect. But I have seen this where enterprise having a co-owned mindset, the leads for the sales are provided by other mm-hmm. sales. Those relationships that... Somebody knows you and you refer somebody other, you already know the third person. Mm-hmm. The referral mm-hmm. goes a long way than dealing with somebody who... Yeah, I'm with you there. Absolutely. So if someone were to 
implement these, start trying today from scratch, start implementing the three R's, where would they start? I would start say the first step would be to define what you really want to do, analyze the problem in hand, mm-hmm. right? So define and analyze would be the first step you should do it. And how you do it, it would be ask maybe three or five whys. Why mm-hmm. it was done this way? We change this, will it be helpful? And then look at how it can be done differently. So get to that ROI. If I'm doing it this way, and now if I do it differently, what are my gains? Yep. Is it really have to be revenue? Mm-hmm. It can be your time. You are saving five hours a day. Maybe you are saving some cost that mm-hmm. you, for this purpose, you were maybe sending five documents and sending them as e-signature. So mm-hmm. each e-signature was costing company $5. Now you don't have to do it. You, you, instead of five, you only do it once and you save $4 in that process. Yeah. So it's a cost saving. It could be cost saving there. It could be number of hours being you save and you use those hours to do. And once you have figured that return of investment, how can you get your buy-in? How can you build your relationship and repeatability and get to a co-developed model and go from there? Okay. So define the process. Got it. Makes sense. And going off a, a little bit off topic, but because it's so timely, for where we are now in the world. I'm curious from your perspective, being in this industry for 15 plus years, what role do you think ops is going to play in the current economic situation that's going on with these tech layoffs, et cetera? So I think the ops was always playing a critical role. If you look at where ops was, ops excellence actually defines a good company, differentiates a good company from the other companies. Mm-hmm. Revenue growth is important. Everybody wants to sell more, but what really is a differentiator or how is the differentiator is what is your profit margin? Mm. Where are your margins? And one of the key factor for the margins is managing your operating costs and managing right. your operations. That would always be important, right? So now the challenges that were, that are happening right now is lot of times the emphasis was given on the revenue and for that reason the operations took a back seat so in my mind the current economic situation operations would need to become the driver here look at the basics and go back and understand i want to grow but i want to grow with margins in mind and not mm-hmm. just wild grow so that operational excellence in my mind would come as a limelight. It is one area which a lot of companies are, have not looked at in past. They need mm-hmm. to look at it now. I will put it this way. This economic situation is sort of a reminder back to basics. And the, the basic was first look at your house. Get your house in order. Get your operations mm-hmm. in order before you expand aggressively. With you there. Makes total yeah. sense. Right. I think a lot of companies are seeing that. And a lot of companies are working towards it. So operation need to come at the line. You know, we'll have these economic situations again and again. So you know, to avoid this, the right way, the differentiator is get your operations in, in order and you will have a smoother ride. I love that. I'm with you there. Get your house in order, people. Batten down yeah. the hatches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Well, 
With that, I just have one final question for you, which is how do people get in touch with you if they want to follow up after this and get an elaboration on anything we just chatted about? Yeah, sure. Connect with me on LinkedIn, message me with the best. Or just come on to the Adaptive Ops community on Slack, message me, I'll put you in touch. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. This was a super interesting conversation for me. I learned a ton. I hope anyone listening in learned something as well. And thanks, Garo, for taking time out of your very busy day to talk with us today. The pleasure was all mine. Thanks a lot, Brenna, for having me here. Thanks Thank to everyone who listened in. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at tonkin.com slash mbopod. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. 